Hello and welcome to The Good, The Bad and The Worst, a podcast where we review movie trilogies and decide which film doesn't know how the force works. I'm your host Griner and joining me today... I'm Luke Morgan and all remaining systems will bow to the First Order and will remember this as the last day of the Republic! Uh, and I'm I'm Conan, and podcasting is a pathway to many abilities that some consider to be unnatural. <laughs> Could have used that, pod- that that line for nearly all of these movies. So it's our final podcast in our trilogy of podcasts about trilogies. Uh, the final, a lot of trilogies of Star Wars, the sequel trilogies. Boys, how do we go? Yes. Do we enjoy ourselves? I I really did. I I love this trilogy for the most part um like these films i don't know like i'll get into it later but yeah i love these films i love the characters um despite their flaws and some of the stuff and i love a lot of the nostalgia stuff we get from the original trilogy um especially in force awakens in this one but i've got like a sentimental thing for force awakens and yeah i i I really loved watching them again and my son these were his favorite ones. Like he got super into Star Wars after watching these three. So, yeah, I I really like these films. I I have really good memories about these. I saw all three of them like midnight launches here with um a gradually dwindling group of friends, but a group of friends nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And so they were all sort of you know they were all those massive experiences like they were meant to be. We saw them. We went out afterwards at like four a.m. or like just talked about it. And then you know the whole next twenty four hours was a mess because I was felt like I was jet lagged, but they were really fun then. And they're still, you know, they conjure that every time I watch them, I'm like, yeah, I remember the experience of that. Star Wars is cool. Star Wars is a good thing because of these, because of one or two of these films, <laughs> but the general, the general experience of Star Wars is a good thing. Yeah. I, these movies, I don't know, somehow they managed to release them within a day of my birthday every year. Um, so it was uh, a nice experience. I knew it. For you, nice, yeah. yeah, it was it was a nice experience to go out for my birthday. You know, I think we went to Gold Class for a couple of them, and it was just yeah, good memories. Um, and man, after watching the prequel trilogy, these movies are a visual delight. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh almost, my god, almost flawless visually, in my opinion. Like, just yeah, absolutely beautiful. And I suppose we'll get into a few of the the scenes, but holy dooly, these movies just look so good. And I mean, they were they were nominated for Academy Awards for their visual effects and stuff, and and rightly so. The, the Academy doesn't respect sci-fi, so they didn't didn't award them anything. But or space operas, shall we? But like they were, they were referenced That's legitimately, right. like aesthetically, these films are amazing. Like yeah. I couldn't, I wrote so many notes on just certain scenes, like that I think are amazing, and not just the prequel trilogy, but I think you know, as we discussed in the original trilogy, with George Lucas meddling with it and putting weird cgi stuff and ruining a bunch of scenes yeah this felt like just just right like the right bowl of porridge you know yeah medicine <laughs> medicine after uh having to swallow all that yeah yes. the sweetness after all that medicine we had to swallow so stats we ready for some stats there's some yeah, interesting there's some interesting stats, stats, stats here stats. the force awakens uh and 936 million dollars in the u.s it is still the number one unadjusted Film all time, all all time ranking number one for the biggest really? uh, box office. Yeah, well, according to Wikipedia, um, I don't know if it's unadjusted or adjusted, but it's ranked number one in the US and Canada for all time. So, like domestically, that's like yeah, box office. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
The it last, was big. It was huge. It, it was. Yeah, huge. It, it was. But it surprises me because you know normally we see trilogies get bigger, but in this case, mm-hmm. the Last Jedi only six hundred and twenty million, uh, and Rise of Skywalker five hundred and fifteen million. Obviously, still enormous oh. movies. All of them mm-hmm. are in the top fifteen highest ranking, like highest grossing films of all time um, yep. domestically in the US. But almost big, half. Big Rise movies. of Skywalker. Yeah. What was I going to say? That's shocking. That doesn't surprise me too much because you think about the the Star Wars, um, what's the word? I'm going to say lethargy, but that's not it. The, yeah, the, the fatigue. The fatigue, that's the word. You think, like, thinking back to the fatigue, I remember that happening and watching Rogue One come out and then Last Jedi and the backlash and then Solo. And then Solo. And just gradually watching and talking to people and, be, like, slowly watching the spark die in their eyes as they realize, yep. oh, maybe, maybe Disney is less the Republic and more of the empire than we, than we realize they are the truest Palpatine, right? They came to us as Senator and was like, we, we want to do good. And gradually we're realizing they're just putting their tentacles in everything and maybe not for the best. And here's the thing, like Solo's a solid film and Rogue One's, I think a, like a, a very great film. I really no. like, you don't like Rogue I, I One? I don't like either of them. No. Oh, okay. Rogue I haven't watched either of them a second time, and I don't know if I ever would, but I enjoyed certain scenes in some of them, but found them fun. But, yeah, 100%, like having a Star Wars movie every year from Force Awakens to Rise of Skywalker after having no Star Wars film for 10 years, mm. it definitely yeah, lose. I, it's not magic anymore. No, that's yeah. right. I think they did skip one in 2018. I think Solo was supposed to come out and it was delayed, I think, from memory, but. Sorry, it came uh, out in May right before Rise oh, of Skywalker. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, um, it was uh, too much, too much. Uh, the critical reception, Force Awakens, uh, 80 on Metacritic. Last Jedi, 84 on Metacritic. And Rise, <laughs> Rise of Skywalker, 53 on Metacritic. Uh, the, the Rotten Tomatoes scores maybe are a little bit more reflective, uh, 93, 91, and 52. So, I don't know. At least they have Man, Force Awakens a, higher. But Yeah. It's, it's still... There's there's a big discussion to have around the last Jedi, which it's, I can't wait. But. Yeah, that's the that's the only discussion to have, really, isn't it? This Almost. whole trilogy is is about that film. Yeah. Well, before we get into it, uh, where do we slot our friend uh, Dennis France into these films? In the Force Awakens, he is the traitor who Ray gives the stuff to. Oh, but then we lose Simon Pegg. That's Simon Pegg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Know. Well, he's like giving the pieces. And yeah, like yeah. Oh, wow, okay. There's, oh, there there is so many cameos in these movies of people behind masks. and Yeah, it's but, pretty uh, cool. Daniel Craig. Daniel man. Craig. Yeah. I'd never noticed Craig. it before, but this this watching, I'm like, that's totally Daniel Craig right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, I don't know who else then. It's not like obvious choice is Kylo Ren. <laughs> he's nearly got that thickness. Like he's almost there. Yeah, <laughs> <Swallow>. and <swallow. laughs> Um, Snoke. <laughs> Just him as yeah, Snoke. I was gonna say Snoke can kind of works. You know, have him as an Imperial officer, not Hux, because I like Hux, but yeah, it could be could be one of Palpatine's failed clones. He could yeah. actually just be any of the the kind of the aliens, right? Like any of the yeah, or like the, the crew you see in the background is like, oh, there's a dude. It's a bit, yep. bit weird. Yeah, Admiral Akbar's brother. It's an option. You know what? I didn't get. Uh, I didn't get some synopsis for these movies. I knew I forgot to do something. <laughs> I actually. That's what an interesting that? segue. Oh, you go. I was just going to say. What about Mars Canada? 
I mm. did think about her, yeah. Mars is played by Lupita Nyong'o, which is so, such a, like, I don't get why they got her specifically. It's just, an, I'm interested in the casting behind that. Who is she? Who? Why would I know her? Black She's, Panther, 12 yeah. Years Life. Um, yeah, Us, main character and protagonist in Us. Great actress. And, yeah, but, um, she's in that Australian I, film, Little Monsters. I feel like she was meant for more, but for some reason it didn't. It felt like there's a lot of characters in the first movie that were meant for more. And, uh, 100%, man. Yes, I wonder who's responsible for that. that. <laughs> Johnson. No. <laughs> All right, here's a quick synopsis of The Force Awakens. 30 years after the defeat of Darth Vader and the Empire, Rey, a scavenger from the planet Jakku, finds a BB-8 droid that knows the whereabouts of the long-lost Luke Skywalker. Rey, as well as a rogue stormtrooper and two smugglers, are thrown into the middle of a battle between the Resistance and the daunting legions of the First Order. All right. There's one... Sorry, you go. You go before I was just going to say, how much fun is this first movie? Anyway, so go for good. it. So good. No, this movie's dope. This movie's awesome. Yeah. So many people who I talk to about Star Wars are like, oh, Force Awakens is rubbish. And this is where the main question comes in. Is this just a remake of A New Hope? No. I agree. As the video you sent to us the other day. It's, it's so good. It's an homage to the original trilogy. The whole trilogy. Yeah. Um, in, in three minutes, that video summed it up. I have a hot take with this film, though. I do have a hot take. Best Star Wars film, hands down for me. I can't follow. This is you're going down a path I... that I can't follow. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. Not agreeable with you guys, but for me, 100. percent I enjoyed this film way more than any other Star Wars film. I adore this film. This is like easily my favorite Star Wars film. It's one of my favorite films, and yeah, I will. I will. It's top three, and I will put. I can. On a good day, I could have a conversation that it's, that, it's, that it's second place. Mm, I, I would probably like, be there with you, yeah. What, yeah, watching this, watching Force Awakens, which I'm like, I, I know you kind of know the beat so well and it loses a bit of its magic, whereas this one is just such a good movie. And I think yeah. it does such an amazing job of capturing, like, the energy of the originals, the fun, yeah. but also, like, the the earnestness of it. And like, like that video said, and, you know, I didn't just steal my ideas from videos, but, like, it's... It's an homage to the original trilogy. It sort of recreates that and creates a new story f- by containing that. It's it's almost a perfect sequel in that way by saying, you know, it's familiar enough, but it's different enough. All the characters, are you kind of know the archetypes, but it does enough that's different. It does enough that's distinct that it's always so, it's it's just so compelling. And it's always like, this is Star Wars. The whole time I was watching this and when I rewatched them, I was like, this is a Star Wars movie. Yeah. The other two, yeah. you can see things and even the, tri- the, the prequels, you can really see a lot of non-Star wars stuff, but this is, like, comparable with A New Hope in every, every this, way. This is someone who grew up loving Star Wars, finally making a Star Wars film when there hasn't been one in 10 years. This is the perfect Star Wars film to bring Star Wars back. Yeah. And, it, and you've got Lawrence Kasdan, like, the writer of, of um, Empire, who yeah. knows Star Wars or who made the thing. Yeah. It, it works really well, like you say, as a movie coming out so much later. Like, it's trying to capture... The original Star Wars, like 40, 40 years later, like, and it does such yep. a good job. Um, and like you say, like, it brings back these archetype characters, but 
the other thing I really enjoy is like they're not they're not exactly the same. Like Ray is very different to Luke in that she wants to stay on Jakku. She doesn't she's being pulled away from Jakku, but that's where she wants to stay. Whereas Luke, he's just trying to get off that planet and he doesn't want to go look for moisture converters. He wants to get out and see the world. <laughs> like they end up on a same on the same path, but they you know, they have very different motivations. And Kylo yeah. Ren, like I don't know, you get a you get it's he's, he's so good and he is not Vader. Like he wants to be Vader, but he he's almost the opposite way. He's the opposite way. Like he's feeling the draw of the light. He's you know, he I almost doesn't he doesn't that. have the strength to, you know, fell his father there. Like it's so it's, a mo- it's, it's such a good scene, it's such a good play on those archetypes because you know like we know what we're expecting and they just they just tweak it just enough to make it like I so want to see where these characters end up. We get this stormtrooper that's defected. Like that is so interesting. Something we never yeah. get before, and it's a perfect setup for a trilogy. I think. Um, yeah. Like in that, it gives you all this nostalgia. It gets it all out of the way in a lot of ways, and then yeah. it introduces us to these characters that are interesting and have these new ideas. The only thing I don't like is that I feel like they never make good on that, and it tarnishes this film because this like it breaks my heart yeah. finn, like what's the point of giving a finn a lightsaber at any point in this movie like they so tease cool. they so tease him as like being f- somewhat sensitive to the force because you know kylo like turns around and notices him mm. um and like they give him the lightsaber and they just totally don't follow through on it they almost yeah. they almost like finn is totally the most forgotten character after the first movie He's, he's but he's the, not in this one, though. Like, no, I promise, right. man, you watch this first one, and I remember, like, being, like, so excited for the trilogy and being like, mm. oh, my God, I can't wait for the next one. Like, yep. I, I was so excited. I like, since Lord of the Rings Fellowship, waiting for two towers, like, I was so ready for Last Jedi, you yep. know? Yeah. Um, oh. I just, and the ending, like, the, you see Luke Skywalker. You see Mark Hamill there. Yeah. I remember everyone came out and was like, you know, we're all a little bit annoyed, and I still am a bit annoyed that you don't do it in one. Yeah. But I was like, I am so keen for 20, was it 2018? Yep. 2017. 2017. I'm so keen for 2017. Like, yeah. I cannot wait for this. And oh, yeah, Why did they change director? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, it's such a This sets up, like, everything in this film that sets up for the trilogy, I was like, so for, like, Snoke in this, I love. Like I, yeah. I'm like, man, he's ominous. This room, yeah. this like, is he a giant? Like, who knows? Mm, but yes. like, I, there was there was so much speculation oh. about what is he? Yeah, <sighs> and and that's the thing. Like, people were like, oh, this is how like you know he was able to influence Kylo Ren from like planets and planets away. Like he's this giant being on this planet or something, and just super menacing. His theme song's really cool. Like the deep humming. It's mm. like. Oh, oh man, that breaks my heart. <laughs> like I almost <laughs> want to watch this film and then just never watch the others. Just, just leave just it there. like what what could have been. But yeah, um, I can't believe they only made one sequel. They like, stopped at seven. So much stuff in this film. Like I feel like the very opening, like the opening shot of the stormtroopers on the shuttle, and like the yeah. lights are flickering, yeah. and they, it looks so cool. I remember sitting in the cinema because like. We we uh, my wife and I drove up to a different state to go watch this in gold class. Um, it was the first time we had our our son looked after because he was born a few months previous, and this was like our first movie night, and I was so excited. O- opening scroll, you know, it starts with like Luke Skywalker has vanished, and I was like, oh man, like goosebumps. <laughs> the opening shot of the stormtroopers on the shuttle, goosebumps again. I got like tears in my eyes when um the old guy says like, oh, this will begin to make things right, and I like it's Max like a perfect- 
titan exactly. of cinema. Like, oh, so and it's cool. like, yes, this will begin to make things right after the prequel trilogy. I can't wait for it. Ah, oh, so much there promise. Is, there is a lot of like meta comments like that in all these films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's a lot of winking to the audience, which is kind of fun, but you know, sometimes works. I don't think it ever. Doesn't. I don't think it ever if it doesn't. <laughs> it's not I mean, it, like, silly, but it doesn't. No. If you're someone just watching Star Wars for the first time, it's not something that like, oh, I wonder what that means, or you know, like it's yeah. just it all plays into it. I feel like even like the opening scene of the Stormtroopers, they come out and start shooting people and hitting them. Yeah. Like they're they're taking <laughs> out everybody, they're taking That's out the like, ships, what? like they take out Poe, like they're actually doing their job. And it's like, what stuff's changing? The opening's yeah. such uh, a good like introduction to the characters too. Like Kylo stopping that blaster bolt like oh, i've never amazing. been more impressed by a, a sith than that i'm like this dude yeah. is so freaking powerful what are they gonna do poe yeah. like just having big han energy the whole time like just yeah. giving this real levity to the scene it was just like chef's kiss so good oscar isaac is so oh, he is he's so good man. and uh but, like just getting that inside of finn like they put the the, the bloody hand the on his blood face hand mm. on the helmet and like, just seeing the you know, trying to see the crisis he's having behind that, that mask. Oh, such a good opening. And it works oh, yeah. so good too. Like just yeah. that blood, that's it. And like you just yeah, instantly recognize it. You can tell what's going on. Mm. Um, yep. But I love how it's sort of like the opening movie, like it introduces each like the four main characters wanted to like, you know, like here's Ray doing this. Yeah. Finn, Finn's thing, Poe's introduction. And Kylo Ren, like you said, stopping that laser is still like one of the most coolest things. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that it just stays there while he has yeah. a conversation <laughs> with someone, yeah. walks away, hops on a ship, and then it flies out like and continues. It's like, yeah. oh, so, that's that's, yeah. Powerful. Even how even how he marches off the ship, like rewatching. I remember when we watched it the first time, we were all like breaking down every part of his character. And they did it again this time. Just the way he walks out is so different to our Darth Vader who just, you know, Darth Vader's kind of glides, right? He's rigid. He's upright. He's just kind of, he's so menacing that he he almost seems unhuman. Whereas this little kind of scrawny dude like pound like paces out and he's kind of like hunched over a little bit and you can tell he's like writhing with energy. It's like it just and anger. It's just yeah. like it's like oh this this dude is someone else. He's like I say he's familiar enough to be the the Vader of this trilogy, but at the same time he's a whole different character and just. Mm. Jeez, they do well. He looks so like I love Kylo Ren's helmet with the hood and everything mm. on. Like I think I'm like that's a badass look. Yeah, but uh, yeah, oh, and, it's, and great cast choices. Like again, Adam Driver is awesome in all of them. Yep. Uh, yeah, Oscar Isaac like, like fantastic. Daisy Ridley, I think. I know a lot of people don't like it because they see her as a bit of a Mary Sue, but I think she's fantastic in this. Like John Boyega, great as well. Mm. Yeah, really, really good casting. Really, like hit hit it right on where they needed to. Yeah. Um. Oh, what's the name of the the main uh, the Hitler? He's not Hitler, but uh, Donald. Donald. Like I really enjoy him. Like especially that, <laughs> so that, that speech at the end. Like he's just it's very ominous. Like yep. they it's they set so... up the first order really well as being like this. Holy crap! This is a well organized empire. Like they they're hitting their shots. Like this is scary. Yep. Such Nazi Germany imagery, yeah. like when they blow up them planets, and his speech, man, yeah, powerful. He's like shedding a like a tear, like it's yeah. like it's beautiful. <laughs> it's so good, man. It like gives me goosebumps, yeah. like when he's making the speech. Um, I love the rivalry between Kylo and Hux as well. Yeah, like you know, even just like Hux's little glance at him when he leaves Snoke's room and like has a smirk at him, like nah. like you know, I'm I'm his favorite pet, <laughs> whatever for now. Yeah. But because oh, again. It elaborates on that sort of tension from the original trilogy, right? Where 
they're always kind of disregarding Vader and they're like, oh, sorcerers and old witchcraft. Yeah. And then Vader's always just like, I could crush any of you at one point. It's just another good sort of, it kind of repeats that cycle of how once they're in power, the Sith are no longer important. It's just, it's really cool to sort of see that dynamic yep. perpetuated again. And like, it's expanded a lot here. Obviously, Domhnall, well, General Hux goes on to have a whole arc, which is kind of fun. Um, mm. Yeah, it's good. And then they start I've... bringing back the nostalgia. Like, they, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to get on that old crappy ship and then it's the, uh, you know, it's the Millennium Falcon. And it's then... garbage. Like, yeah. the garbage will do. And then, oh, just the reveal of Millennium Falcon, the old theme kicks in and it's just like, oh, man, like pure joy. Like, it's just, oh, I love this so much. Um, yeah, it was a chewy, we're home. What a, yeah. what a line. Yep. It just, I remember when the first trailer came out and like that reveal of him and Chewie walking on the thing and yep. saying that, it just gave me goosebumps. Like it's it's so cool to see him back. As much as he doesn't care about Star Wars and he doesn't really care about anything these days, I, I really lo- love his performance in Force Awakens. Yeah. Like I really, really enjoy him in this. He's, he's still a good actor. Like it's yeah. as sad, as, sad as it is, like him and, you know, Alec Guinness, like not caring about Star Wars, not really enjoying it. They still know what they're doing on the set. Like... Yeah, it's good. Yeah, they're they're professionals, right? They're yeah. not they're not babies. They're not going to complain about it. They're going to do their job well. They just don't want to talk about it over coffee. <laughs> is it just me, or is like I feel like this movie nails comedy better than any other Star Wars film? Like I remember the first time I watched this, like constantly laughing, like just little stuff. Like um, I love Finn being like, "Oh, what is it? I wrote it down." Like, "Oh, I'm with the Resistance," and like, and she's like, "Oh, I've never met one before." And he's like, well, "This is this is what we look like." Some <laughs> others look different. Um, the little stuff like the, the BB-8 thumbs up and like yeah, the thumbs up yeah. Like it's been yeah. destroyed, obviously, over time with me and stuff like that. But like I remember just cracking up, like BB-8 and him, um, Kylo losing his shit and chucking tantrums all the time. The stormtroopers like walking in and <laughs> walking away again, like oh shit. Yeah. It's just and that's that's what I love about Kylo Ren as well, as opposed to Vader. Like he's emotional. Like he's mm, just like mm. he loses his shit and like chucks a tantrum and starts and he's unpredictable like that you know yeah. it's um I, yeah. yeah I think Kylo Ren's super cool yeah yeah I think um both of the Abrams ones like the episode nine as well has a lot of comedy like I I, I yeah. really enjoy in nine I enjoyed like the banter between Finn, uh, Finn and Poe a lot more because obviously they're like they're better yeah. friends now yeah. and yep. still got a lot of really good comedic delivery I think Abrams just does it really well he's got a good eye for it. Um, I mean, in all of his stuff, he's always been aware of like when you need to bring in levity. Yeah. Wait till we talk about the comedy in Last Jedi. But like, I don't know. I like Griner touched on earlier. Um, I love the whole aspect of like him feeling like the pull to the light. I think that's like the coolest thing. We'd never heard that really before. No. Or maybe like in no. alternate universe canons or whatever. But like. Him being like, I'm struggling. Like, I feel like I'm being pulled to the light side. It's so such a cool arc. Like, especially to be yep. Han Solo's son and Darth Vader's grandson, and like having this thing where he worships Vader, and oh, it's just it's brilliant. I love it. That glimmer it of hope before they kill him too. It's just like, oh yeah. man, like that hits the lighting, you hard. The lighting in that room as well. Like, it's perfect when it it changes. And again, um, really like really sort of mirrors the the Empire moment between Vader and Luke mm. with that sort of revelation. It's not the same revelation, but it just has that same sort of aesthetic design. It's like that's that's good. You guys know exactly what I'm wanting from this stuff. Yep. Yep. And like that's the thing. We you can't 
fault this film for what the other films don't deliver because, like, I feel like oh, even yeah. the stuff, like, with Mars Kanata and, like, Ray has the flashbacks and there's, like, the scene of the Knights of the Ren, like, Knights of Ren in the rain, all this stuff where it's like, oh, who are her parents? Like, all that, I remember being like, oh, my God, like, what is happening? Like, what is yeah. this mystery going on? You hear mm-hmm. Obi-Wan's voice, like, you hear Ewan McGregor be like, Ray, these are your first steps. I'm like, ah, oh, is she a Kenobi? Like, I don't know what's going on. It's like, yeah. Such those, those are all the questions, right? Everyone was trying to figure questions. out. And, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I think you can hold – like, it does tarnish this movie <laughs> a little, though. Like, I think it's okay to feel that way because yeah, you, yeah. you only – you enjoy this movie so much more because you enjoy the original trilogy, right? Like, these movies yeah. aren't as strong as just – like, particularly Force Awakens isn't as strong on in a, in a bubble. Right, like yeah. it's stronger because of its relationship to the original trilogy, but it's weaker because of its relationship with the rest of its own trilogy. In my opinion, like I still love this movie. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. the, every time there's those little reveals, those little tidbits of what what I was hoping to get out of the rest of the trilogy that they don't deliver on, it, you know, it hurts. Yeah. It sucks. It, de- it definitely makes rewatches and thinking about it a bit a bit more painful because mm. you keep saying, yeah, like where this could have gone. You go, oh, here are some cool ideas. Here's all the potential. And knowing where it goes, it's kind of it does make for a lesser experience. You're right. Um, ben, I used to lie awake at night thinking what could happen. <laughs> I used to be like, "Oh, what's going to happen in the next one? What could possibly this mean? Who is Snoke? Is he a giant? I can't wait to yeah. find out." Um, like, I um the arrival of the X wings in that scene, like right after they're getting captured at Mars Kanata's palace, palace as well, and it's like our first shot of the X wings and Poe, like Dameron arrives, and it's like. Just them flying in above the water. It's like, ah, oh, so cool. I love it. Yes. I could just gush about these films. Yeah. We're talking about the, the, the visuals. Like, we haven't really talked about Ray much. Ray's whole opening stuff on Jakku is some of the most, like, a strikingly beautiful visual stuff. Like, her in the ship climbing around yeah. and some of the shots in there, every time I watch it, I'm like, holy crap, that looks good. Mm, yeah. Like just this, just the perspective and just how, how enormous these vessels are and how tiny she is. And obviously, you know, all that sort of contrast with just with Tatooine 2.0, but it's still just, it's cool. You see the Jawas again, you see everyone, you see all the, again, the familiar stuff, like, and you see her with the, the helmet. Yeah. She's got that yep. old helmet on. Yeah, X-Wing helmet. Yep. Yeah. I I love yeah. them. Like, I love that visual side of like the Star Destroyer just in the sand, like these remnants of this old war that was like happened, you know, 40, 30 years ago, whatever. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's so cool. Um. Man, when I first watched this and like watching it again, like I kept being like, I really always thought that like she was Han's daughter and like Kylo and her were siblings. I thought that was what the whole thing was going to be. Like the way Han takes her under his wing, obviously it'd be shitty of him to just abandon her and chuck her or whatever. But like, <laughs> if like it feels like, you know, the way she's good with the Millennium Falcon, like he is and all this sort of stuff. I remember like thinking if that's where they were going to go or not, but. And it feels natural being, you know, mirroring the Luke Leia thing. That yeah. his franchises Luke would be brother brother sister of, you know, Kylo Ren. But um I'm glad they didn't do that. Like I like it. Yeah. Fact. No, I get it. Like, yeah, yeah, I like it now. But do you, I just remember originally. Do you like the f- I mean we probably should get to this later, but do you like the fact that she's a palpatine? I'm okay. I've made peace with it. <laughs> Like, again, this is a weird choice, right? It's kind of hard to even analyze that choice or because it's a choice made of this desperate situation where it's like, what do we do in the wake of episode eight? And it's like, we'll definitely talk about this a lot with that. I I don't hate it. I, um, 
And I think we were talking about in the other with the prequels, there's like there's proper canon where Palpatine like force impregnated Anakin's mother, so he's that's how his relationship works yeah. or something. Like but then if that's canon if that's the case Kylo Ren is Anakin's They're related, you reckon? If Darth Sidious is the parent of Anakin because he force impregnated I mean that, Anakin, that, that's a they're relation. Co- they're, they're cousins anyway, right? Yeah. There's some blood there. This whole planet Luca, this whole bloodline universe. is very incestuous, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and like I I'm I'm okay with this, all right. This it's a weird world. There's fish aliens who are probably getting it on with humans. I don't know how that's working. Like, I'm okay with this weird sort of, you know, force impregnation babies not being incest. Um, I I really like the scene of Ray like resisting Kylo's like thing. Like he unmasks for the first time in that scene, and you can see him just be like, "What the hell? Like, why can't I break your mind? Like, you're not you're nobody. Like, what the hell's going on?" Um, and the Daniel Craig Stormtrooper as well, where she uses the Force, and yeah, does she does she like level up too fast though? Is she like, well, yeah, there's, there's a lot of she, power she, creep there because she's basically as strong as Luke in the first movie without any training. Yeah, that's the question. Is she a Mary Sue? Right, that's where all the that's where all the hate for this film and for this general franchise is thrown out. Like, what Dude, do you guys take from that? She's Palpatine's granddaughter. Yeah, Unlimited power. <laughs> well, I do get that feeling a bit. Like she is very quickly just equipped for everything, and it's a yeah. bit kind of. It's a bit. You compare again. You compare Luke's like gradual growth, and even how crappy he is still in the last uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, you know, it still gets eaten by a rancor, the dweeb. Yeah, but I know I, I also don't want to have that same like that same arc. You kind of it feels natural, right? To have the there's always that idea of their predecessors the most the strongest ones from here and blah blah blah. I'm okay with the idea of like the next generation being stronger again, and it's probably only the um like the force persuasion that that annoys me because that mm. like she just does that out of nowhere. There's no reason she would know how to do that. Like it's at the end when she's fighting Kylo and he's injured. Like that's no, that's really cool. Like where like he's like that. hitting himself and like pumping mm, himself awesome. up. So like that's basically so using good, the force but... to keep his guts because I love that. We'll get to that scene in a second, but like the fact that they constantly show how powerful Chewie's gun is, like mm. it like blows stormtroopers ten meters back and breaks their armor, and he got hit like a direct hit, yeah. in, like in the stomach, and he's just like punching himself and like holding it in, yeah. takes out Finn, you know, and then has that fight with Ray. Like I don't have a problem with her beating him. No, yeah, in that situation, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, but yeah, I get the force persuasion, but it's fun. It's like, yeah, yeah, it is. I guess. And I guess you're also, I guess, under the idea that. She's like, whereas Luke was just kind of a sheltered farm boy, she is like a, a survivor, right? She's been on her own for however long. She's, there probably could have been some more moments of her doing cool backdoor shenanigans, but you just but kind I of mean, get the impression she knows how to survive in any situation. She's adaptive. Like, so she can kind of figure this one stuff of, out. One of her first scenes, like Finn runs to save her because she's getting ganged up by three people and she takes them out, like with her mm-hmm. staff. Like he goes to save her and she saves herself. Like yep, yep. she's obviously you know, scrappy and does that. Well, Luke's a dweeb in the first one that just wants to go to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. <laughs> oh, yeah, because how good with that? Those power but, converters, man. Um, man, like the the Han Solo scene, like with Kylo Ren, like you touched on it, I, that's heartbreaking. I love how he walks up and yell the way he yells Ben as well. 
Like it's really powerful. Yeah. It's just this big cavernous void in the middle of the room and he meets him there in the middle. Um, Chewie's reaction to it is heartbreaking as well, like him watching it. Um, The only thing in this film that pisses me off is that um, Leia doesn't comfort Chewie. She walks past Chewie at the end and comforts Ray. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell, man? Chewie just walks past her like depressed and she like walks past to hug Ray. I'm like, I get Ray's the new star, but like, man, come on, poor Chewie. I had, I had the same thought. Chewie needs <laughs> some love. Chewie has been like with this guy for 50 years. What the hell, Leia? I love Chewie. the scene with um, Chewie and the nurse. Which is like, wow, you must have been really brave. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, oh, it's, it's like great. Talking like a to a kid. child, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, it's really good. It's great. Um, what do you guys think of Kylo Ren's lightsaber? Love we it. Talked about the other guys. Yeah, it's so freaking it's great. Cool. I love it. It's like all handcrafted and like unstable and just like flicking shit off. And again, it's a brilliant bit of character, right? Because he's made this himself. He hasn't sort of like earned it passed down or whatever he's trying to become this jedi character this sith character and so he's made his own lightsaber it's unstable it's just got the coolest sound effect every fight with him is just yeah it's got that like real like a car you know like your crappy old mazda that doesn't quite run properly but yep. if you rev it fast <laughs> enough it sounds awesome it's just got that energy to it the whole time and but it has weight like a claymore like i mean all the fights in this are so phenomenal. good so good so the best like, lightsaber fights like Hundred percent, like just, oh yeah, the weight to it. Like each of them strikes feels like, oh damn, like this could yeah. cut you in half, basically. Especially when you see Finn and Ray using it, and Finn doesn't quite know what's happening. Like he's swinging it massively, and things just like bounce off. Yeah, and you really, yeah. you really feel like it's this dude who's just been handed, like you said, a claymore, and yeah. he's just like fifty kilos just flying into it, and he's trying to figure it out. It's um, it's so good to see this compared to the. The oddly graceful fights in the the, the prequels. <laughs> they definitely lost their grace over the years. That yeah, no one's dancing anymore to fight. Going back to the medieval days, just swinging the swords around. Um, so you guys like the little claymore, the two little lasers on the side? The hilt, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. That's cool. I don't know if it's practical, but there, it's I, just cool. remember I feel being, like he could cut his hand off. When they first revealed it, I remember the internet was just like wild with speculation about like how it worked and what the point of it was yeah. and how is he not injuring himself. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, that's my thought with every lightsaber. Like the amount of twirls and stuff you would do. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna cut a limb off somewhere, and so I'm like, I'm you know, that's just what he does. He's. I don't know. This is Star Wars. You don't want people losing their limbs and hands. Like, no, but this <laughs> what I'm, in in every fight, the amount of twirling and like swords that get lightsabers that get thrown around and like dropped and then retrieved. Like yeah. if these things are as sort of light as they're meant to, I think in the law they're pretty light, right? They're energy swords, so it's not like an actual claymore. Mm. Like some, you'd be point is you would be slipping up a lot with that when there's no sort of because my understanding is Jedi's can use them because the Force helps them control it, right? Yeah, that's my yeah. understanding too. Yeah. And so if you don't have it, it's you can't figure out how to wield it because it's not natural. It's so light and weird. So yeah. any of these people who touch them would just be cutting themselves in half. So I'm cool with the yeah. idea that that Kylo just has Force magic. Like there's lots of Force magic. Oh, I'm fine with it. I love it. Like it's such a cool lightsaber. It makes me wish there was more lightsaber variation instead of everyone every other lightsaber in this being the same lightsabers we had since basically the start of the, the journey yeah. like i want I, yeah. want I want ray to make a cool lightsaber like let her get that yellow lightsaber that has double like why yeah. does she not have some how she does not staff? have double when she has the staff in the whole first one blows my mind zero sense anyway yeah uh <laughs> one last thing i want to touch on for the first movie phasma introduced like huge <laughs> in the marketing introduced early on mm. obviously 
toys. Um, I can't think of the character, the, the actress's name, but big in Game Gwendolyn of Thrones. Gwendolyn Christie. Gwendolyn yeah. Christie. So, uh, obviously, very wasted in this movie. What do you think was the plan with her? Do you think she was supposed to go on to do bigger Come things? Back. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, here's the thing. I remember, like, I like the a Chrome Stormtrooper is so cool. Mm. Like, like, how have they not done that yet? It looks so cool on the posters and everything. And I remember watching it when she just gets like owned and just chucked in a trash can yeah. things right i'm like oh, okay i'm like this is totally going to be boba fett low like but she'll come back she didn't do much in this one but it's totally just like a, an in joke that this is boba fett the cool so- costume character come back in the second and, and then the third one and like it'll mm. it'll be cooler but it didn't really work out like that <laughs> lots of things no. didn't pan out uh no. shall we shall we move on to where things oh, no. stop panning out one other question though mm. is BB-8, is he the best droid in any Star Wars film? I mean, personality-wise, he's... Like, R2-D2 is obviously classic and you love him, but it's not like R2-D2 does something and you're like, ha, classic R2-D2. Like, it's... Every BB, time I, watch, I love BB-8. BB-8's amazing. I watch this and I think R2-D2 is rubbish. R2-D2 is a big pilot. is a literal trash can. BB-8 is small and charming and just... Agile. And like you, like I said, you get lots of good humor and personality from this little robot that's just two balls. I've never, I've never understood it with R two. R two has no personality. All he does is beeps and screams. And he moves and he really just, stiff. Like yeah, yeah, it's just not fun. I've never understood any sort of interest or magic with it. I like R two. I like R two. R two feels like the loyal, you know, the loyal puppy that's just always there, always, you know, sticking, yeah. sticking his head out when he need, like sticking, like putting himself in danger. Uh, uh, Danger's way when he needs to, like he's always there. What about K two SO? I, as much as I don't love um, Rogue One, I think K two SO is pretty good. He's hilarious. Alan yeah, Tudyk, Alan Tudyk is really good. Nah, I hated that character. Did you? Uh, yeah, kind of agree with you there. Um, but yeah, like even the the scene we touched on earlier with like the the thumbs up, but like that scene where he's like his head's constantly moving, like looking back at Ray and Finn, like you know, like thumbs <laughs> on. It's so much more personality with what they can do with this little thing, and it's. Yeah. It's great. Like one thing I did have in my notes, I so just again this film looks so good. Like the like the CGI is great, but they go back to practical effects. Yeah, like you have these. It's like the camel dude carrying all the stuff in like the at Jakku at the start. You have the big pig thing drinking out of the trough that Finn goes to. It's like it feels like the original Star Wars again without any interruption. The bread raised bread, real apparently. I don't know how they did it, but they, it was real. Like it wasn't CGI. That's crazy. Oh, really? Apparently, yeah. It's like they again. I'm not sure how, but it was like they used practical oh, effects for it that. It was in reverse. That's what it was. I want that. Oh, Actually, that raises more questions. Be even harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. it's awesome. Let's move on. The Last Jedi. Shall we move on? Yeah. Uh, Jedi, Jedi Master in Hiding, Luke Skywalker, unwillingly attempts to guide young hopeful Rey in the ways of the Force, while Leia, former princess turned general, attempts to lead what is left of the Resistance away from the ruthless, ruthless, ruthless tyrannical grip of the First Order. I have trouble speaking this evening. Oh, maybe I don't want to talk about this. Maybe that's the problem. I have a quote here from Mark Hamill that I think sums up everyone's problem. Man, Mark Hamill does not hide about this movie. No, he he said, and I quote, I pretty much fundamentally disagree with every choice you've made, <laughs> you being Rian Johnson or Ryan Johnson, however you pronounce it. Now, having said that, I've got it off my chest and my job is to t- take what you've created and do my best to realise your vision. Ain't that everything wrong with this film? 
Subversion <sighs> for the sake of subversion. Get out. You don't need Star Wars to be... A, you don't need to kill the past if you have to just to say, look, we're something new now. Star Wars works for a reason. There's like, there's value in exploring other stuff outside of this in cartoons and books of Boba Fett's and all that crap. The movies are something else altogether. When you try to destroy that, like, I'm not even that big a fan of Star Wars. And I take this personally. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it frustrates me to no end that this, this guy comes and says, no, Star Wars needs to change because it's outdated. It's, it's, it's campy and weird and all that stuff's, you know, silly. Good and evil, light and dark, this fan. We don't need that. What we need is bad jokes with ironing and <laughs> nonsense nonsense subplots involving like commentaries bad characters. On, yeah. And commentary on the on even like the armory war, like the, the economy around this and how mm. good and evil don't it's not it's piss off. <laughs> I was. I, so I was worried you guys were going to like this movie because I know you like Ryan Johnson, but love, uh, love, really. Uh, like even from the opening, like we we were talking in the last movie about how much we enjoy Hux, and then straight away he's like he's getting caught comedy. in this stupid. Like it's not even funny comedy. Like he's pretending to be on hold and not being able to hear him, and it's just this awkward inter- like exchange between him and Poe. It yep. just. Like, starts like, it off. It's just the worst time. First scene to just yeah. be like, Hux is, he's not that cool Nazi general. Like, not that Nazi generals are cool, but like, you know, this fearsome, like, Ominous general. guy, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, he's, yeah. you felt like, this dude's fucking dark. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, he's like, and this one, he, he's just a joke. Like, complete yeah. joke from yeah. the very start. So All of it, all of his stuff is played for comedic relief. And Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I remember, I remember when we saw this in the cinema, obviously it was packed out. I just remember the awkward laughter because everyone's like, because the first time it happens, like, okay, sure, maybe they'll go, but then you do it again, and it's like, ah, oh. and everyone's kind of realizing, are we, are we watching a, like a, a spoof or something? Yeah, and I just from from then on, I think that just set that brought the the mood in the room down. Not. Yeah, like compare this to the opening scene of the Stormtroopers and Kylo Ren on Jakku. It's just like yeah. to start with this bad joke, not even a good joke, like chalk and cheese. Yep. Well, even Poe standing up to Kylo and like, like it's really quite funny there. Like, it, there's a lot of levity yeah. in that scene, even. But it's just yep. not like it's not here. Like, it just doesn't work the same. I don't like <laughs> the comparison would be if he's like, who who talks first? And Kylo's like, oh, uh, uh, wait, do I do I talk first? Like, he doesn't respond back. He's like, he's like, stop fucking joking. I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> yeah, take yeah, Kylo, it seriously. Kylo Ren's not. They don't make Kylo Ren stupid enough to, you know, fall into no. the trap. Whereas Hux, this this guy giving this tearful speech oh. earlier, is now oh, not Can understanding. It's, it's just bad. Ah. What do you, what do you guys think of the bombing sequence? How do bombers work in space? <laughs> there's, there's so much about that doesn't make any sense. Like they've got the the doors open. She's like she she doesn't have a gas mask. Like she doesn't have oxygen on or anything like that. She's yeah. still. There's no like. There's no vacuum in this. The laws no are gravity. gone. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. The laws are just, gone. These are spaceships that shoot lasers and can blow up. They're, they we've seen planet destroying technology. Why the hell do you have these slow ships that have to drop a thousand <laughs> so bombs? Slow. The, and it they wipe no all of themselves out before they even get there. Like that's what I mean. Just, They're like 
they're so slow and just useless. It's like one stray, one stray laser, and it's done. I'm like, that's that's the worst idea. The whole <laughs> fleet's gone. Like, <laughs> like so that's they look cool, right? And the rows of bombs look cool. And that's kind of the whole thing. My takeaway from the film on this rewatch: it's a really bad story, but it's told well. And what I mean by that is Ryan Johnson's got a great visual, probably the best visual style out of him and Abrams. Like this film's got a lot of amazing visuals. Mm. And I think he's still like he can pace the story pretty well. He's got that good like he throws little bits of like you see his detective work where he keeps going back to the um Luke shows his point of view about what happens between him and Kylo. I like that. And then Kylo shows his point of view, and so you can yeah. see that's kind of that that mystery unraveling. So it's told really well. It's just a shame that he's telling a really dumb story that shouldn't be told. Like yeah. Luke throwing the lightsaber away. Obviously, it's... my note was just like, "Oh, this is this is how Ryan Johnson feels about everything that was set up before this movie." It's just like exactly it symbolically, yeah, throwing it away, and it's like that's why this trilogy's ruined because then the next one is throwing away everything this one does, like and like Luke catching Eliza. I mean, like you should treat it with more respect. Like it's like shots, like directors taking shots at each other. Yeah. It's it, just it boggles my mind that. After the success Marvel ha- uh, Disney had with Marvel in having like Kevin Feige over the head of all of it, overseeing everything that's happening, knowing where the plot lines are going, having a vision for the whole thing, to then yep. give these movies to, to to two different people, but split it up in such a way that they have complete creative control over their own projects and not have like an overarching vill- vision, even just for this trilogy. Like it's bad enough that yep. Solo and Rogue One also don't feel like they fit in all that well, but yeah. It's just I don't understand what they were thinking. Like they've had they've done this Doesn't before and done it well. Any sense? It, no. it boggles my mind that I mean maybe JJ Abram, Abrams didn't want to do it. But why wasn't he in charge of the whole thing? Even if he didn't direct every movie. No, so they so on your point, like they cared about it so much they they brought back the original writer. They brought back Lawrence Kasdan. Mm. Like okay, we need to make this movie good. So they had like you said they had all this insight into it. So it wasn't like they just gave it to JJ. They gave it to this team like, you guys need to make a good Star Wars film. They always yeah. plan to break it up. They plan to give it to different directors. And I kind of see the reasoning, because again, Irvin Kirshner directed Empire and it's the best one. And so you sort of see how maybe they're like, oh, we did this before and it worked. We don't want to have the George Lucas thing of the prequels where it's one guy doing the whole trilogy. Mm, yeah, I can understand that sort of thought process. I don't understand just being like, this is Ryan's movie now. He has only, complete creative yeah. control. Like only he's right. There's no involvement here. It feels yeah. so disjointed. It's 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 yeah. It's such a strange choice. Like um, like like Snoke, gold <sighs> member Snoke in his little gold outfit. What what's your thoughts on Snoke in this film? I mean, that room is sick. Just this it's cool room. room. Again, it's a cool like, room visually. Great great visuals. Snoke himself terrible. Yeah. I don't again, even he... mind him being normal sized. I don't even mind that. Like I can see this thing of him projecting this massive hologram because of you know yeah. s- some insecurity he has or something like that. But like I don't know. He just and the way he's taken out is yeah. just like he's such a goober. Like <laughs> like he narrates his own death. Like <laughs> oh, I can feel him turning the lights. It's like oh man, poor Andy Circus. What's going on? Oh yeah, they... it's, again. It's... 
Oh, you go. I was going to say they make good on. There's this. There's been this theory a long time in the Star Wars community about like why does nobody use the you know the igniting of the lightsaber to kill someone because it feels like such a good move to like deignite it and then ignite it into somebody and it never happens and they make good on that in this movie but they do it. I don't like they just do it at the wrong time. I think like Snoke yeah. should have been more ominous and more threatening and more powerful. It just makes yeah. no sense that he's just so weak and frail. Especially when he's but, like he's controlling Kylo from across the the freaking galaxy, like yeah, he's obviously mm. thing, he, he's throwing Ray around like he's powerful. He's just stupid in yeah. this, like like oh man, it's just yeah, I, I don't get it. Um, Again, it's I, a subversion. It's it's just it's to make exactly. you to not expect that, and that's not that's not a good enough reason to do things, though. I don't think. no not over yeah, and over just, again. No, correct. I do like him being. I like the speech when he's talking to Kylo, and he's like take that ridiculous thing off. Like, stop. <laughs> and then Kylo smashes the helmet. And this film, obviously, he doesn't wear the helmet at all. Yeah. And then in the next one, he patches it back up again. Because <laughs> JJ Abrams is back. He's like, where's the helmet I created? Yeah. Yeah. But again, but, it's perfect for his character too, right? When he has yeah. the helmet. He, yeah. Um, those guards in Snoke's room. The palace guards are cool. Now, tell me if I'm wrong here, but is Ryan Johnson just a massive Bloodborne fan? I think so. All, every time I watch it, I'm like, <laughs> they're literally using Bloodborne weapons. They've got a blade that detaches into two and reattaches. Like, it's yep. it's taken yep. directly from it. It's great. I, I, um, I had the same note. It was in for the next movie, but, like, the Knights of Ren all look like um, like the Knights in Dark Souls. Like, they've all got these specific mm. weapons and they've all got the same-looking yeah. armor. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. Well, it feels inspired by that. It probably isn't, but... Well, I wouldn't be surprised if Johnson... JJ is a big... Gaming fan, mm. yeah. like he's a massive gaming fan. Um, yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if there was some inspiration from it. it really, there's a lot of things that really do feel like it. So, um, Luke Skywalker, what's Griner? What's your opinion on Luke Skywalker in this film? And his journey goes on from drinking green milk and drinking the titty milk. You, yeah. I mean, um, you know, you know, he's drinking straight from the teat when there's no one else there, right? Like, nobody's putting that in the bottle. What's the point? But closest uh, thing to intimacy. I don't like. I don't hate every part of it. Like, is this where they burn the books? Is that in this That's film? Right, yeah. The end of this. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I don't mind that. I don't mind the whole opinion of like. The Jedi like a, need the, to end. The Jedi like need the... to end. Yeah, and that the the Force being only for Jedi and Sith is kind of silly because I. I don't think that's a bad idea to explore, but Luke as a whole, as a character, especially since there's, when there's so much build up from the first film, and then for this whole film, he's like he throws away the lightsaber. He doesn't want to have anything to do with Ray. He's drinking titty he's milk. Not Luke. He's not he's, Luke Skywalker. He's he's Yoda, right? He's yeah, he is. You're right. He's 100 percent Yoda. But then at the end, where he appears as a hologram and doesn't, I hate that. I really hate that. Where he just he doesn't. <sighs> We'll, just annoys we'll, me. We'll get to that. Um, okay, so obviously during the making of this, um, uh, Carrie Fisher passed mm. away. Obviously. Yes. How did they not kill her off yes. when she flies out of the ship? It's... That's a perfect end. Yes. Great scene for Kylo that he hesitates, doesn't do it. The ship comes in next to him and blows it up. She flies out. Beautiful. You know, it's criminal, right? it's so I know that's true. not how, how they wrote it when she died, but adjust, man. She's not yeah. needed. Like, she, yeah. She, <laughs> you watch the, the next film. Holy crap, she's not needed. No. Oh. She totally could have replaced the the character that flies the ship into the, like, does the the purple-haired 
like the character oh, yeah, that Laura, Laura the, she's the only in there for like character. four scenes. Like that wouldn't have been a bad end for Leia as well to like sacrifice herself yeah. to save everyone else. Yep. I just don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I know they like just the know. visual of her flying back in after being out in space, frozen, <laughs> and she uses like like I don't. I can't see Luke doing that. I can't see Luke being blown out to space and f- hovering back to the ship. Or no. Vader, like it's it feels so weird to see the first time we're seeing this power used to not yeah. suffocate in space is Leia, who we've never seen use the Force before. Like, yeah, she's and ultra, she's an old lady, sensitive. like suddenly blown out of the ship when she didn't know what was going on. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's just like so. Uh, you think this? You think this would be that moment, like that Eureka moment, and they'd be like, "That's it. We just rewrite it so that's her end. That's perfect. We don't have to worry about all the you and know, nothing and changes." This, yeah. The story's actually yeah. better for her because then you don't have that you don't have that clunky like she turns up again with her head bandaged and whatever happens. Oh, she's in a coma yeah. for the rest of the film anyway, and like just it's yeah. because it happens again later in one of the biggest criminal issues when Finn is uh, is Finn's arc is subverted and a, a perfectly oh. natural fate for him. Nay, the best fate for his character is undone for yep. no reason. Okay, for no reason. Well. Rose Tico. Now, first of all, first of all, we are not hating on the actress. Nobody no, should hate, hate the actress. Tran. Kelly Marie Tran does not deserve yeah. any hate or anything like that. No. I won't say she's a great actress, especially in this role. I haven't seen her in other stuff. She might be. This character is a bad character. Yeah. And it's it's it's, it's really, really bad. Like the writing, I feel like the performance. Um, obviously, that has to do with the writing as well. Like you can only do so much with what you got. Yeah, but yeah. like from scene one, I'm just like, ugh, like, and everything on the casino planet, which is like the worst. That's worse than all the prequels. As far as <laughs> yeah. I'm concerned, I the hate casino, the casino planet. I really do too. It really drives me nuts. And it feels uh, like it feels like a prequel scene. Yeah, like when I really it really it, it's does. Like, it's got all the weird, the stupid wiener kids, and they're all CGI- like. Weird oh, aliens, yeah, yeah. like aliens, and like they're all just like these big fat slugs, like blah, 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 and it's like these slave children. It's it feels like he's really being like, look, here's a prequel scene, and I don't know if he's like this. He made it redundant to be like just like the prequels. It's redundant, but it just feels so. <laughs> Ryan Johnson's playing four D chess, and we're just peasants here playing I, checkers. Uh, That's the problem. I do wonder. I do wonder if he's so much smarter than me. <laughs> like one day they'll appreciate the work, but the. Oh, Canto Bite infuriates me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the, so and, bad. And it's so long. There's so much of it. Yeah. Like it's 40 minutes of this film. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't need to be there. If this was a two hour film without the casino shit, I don't know what you'd do with Finn, but something <laughs> anything, to do with Ray. Anything else. Anything, anything else. else. They, they even cut back to the kid at the end. Like the final oh, scene is the I know, kid forced the moving shot. the broom. Oh, yeah. why? And and slowly revealing the resistance ring as if it's like this big symbolism thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh. Bleh. That's the thing. For a guy who hates this, or not hates this franchise, but wants to sort of destroy it yeah. and make a new one, I don't know why he does that because that really is kind of like this, don't worry, guys, there's a future Star Wars generation and it's just like you always remembered from Lucas's years. <laughs> it's it's so nonsensical to me. And how bad is the like the um, Mars Kanata scene? How they just explain, sorry, I'm very busy at the moment. Do, 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 do. Can't make it there. I'm doing this, but there's someone on this planet. Bye. Like, it feels like so, oh, we couldn't get her in for more than a day. So (laughs) she's here for this scene to explain why she conveniently can't 
have anything to do with us. But yeah, and to explain why you need to go where you're going, like it, yeah. it's a video game cutscene. I don't know. Like, I, don't, I still like, don't even understand what the point of the code breaker was. What they were supposed to do, like it, the whole thing is just a MacGuffin. Like, did anyone else think is. that the um the casino planet was where they were going to introduce Lando? That was the only reason I thought they were going there is because that's where Lando would be hanging out, which kind of makes sense to me. Yep. But they I didn't, didn't even think it up. They didn't do yeah. that. Apparently, Billy D. Williams was not available. Like, he was unwell for those movies, so maybe he was supposed Did, to, but... We get a little alien dude burping in BB-8's face and sh- shoving yeah. coins in him. And then and, BB-8 and, later has, like, a thousand of them. A thousand of them and, shooting guards yeah. with it. Like, the humor's not good in this one. Like No, it's, it's uh, real Jar Jar energy, where he's, like, beating guards with coins. It's, yeah. It's slapstick. It's slapstick comedy in this one. Um, I don't like um, Benicio del Toro is a great actor. Obviously, I yeah. don't like the stuttering. I hate it. Like, yeah, I'm stuttering. It's like it's, it doesn't feel natural. Like it feels like this thing he's putting on. I don't get what the character is. He has no resolution. Like he's just it, there and out. Like it's just the, the betrayal is so not earned. Like it, the whole no. thing it just oh, it just doesn't work. Yeah, like it's all there to make this point right. That oh, there's good and like there's good and bad, and there's bad and good that. Guys are selling weapons to the good side and the bad. You can't just say you're you can't clean yeah. cut it because that's it's all trying like the whole film is trying to dissect that and be like you can't, there's no such thing as good and bad. There's lines of gray. That's why the Jedi need to be destroyed. Blah blah blah. But it's such a weird like that's not you don't need this weird arc in this film. And it's also there to be like look at the class disparity in the galaxy. It's like what the what the hell is that doing in here? <laughs> yeah, that's it's so out of place. Like these like, people profit off war. They're horrible. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's well, like, there's people out there blowing up planets. They're pretty horrible too. Let's focus I've, on yeah, them. I've literally seen like planets, yeah, be in, just disintegrated. That's more of a concern right now than this rich dude on a casino. Like, yeah. You... Conan, I bet I can guess your favorite line from this movie. I wish I could put my fist through this whole lousy, beautiful town. <laughs> I do like putting fists through things. Oh, man. It's just, it's, and like the whole thing where like now it's worth it when she lets that last camel horse thing go. It's just like, <laughs> it's so cliche. Uh, it's so yeah. bad. Yeah. And nothing feels earned. There's no chemistry between her and Finn. No. It like erases everything with Finn and um, Ray, right. I feel like. Yeah. Um, or Finn with Poe as well. There was some yeah. brewing there. Like, and then just, <laughs> oh man. It's like, Rose, yeah, yeah. The most shoehorned romance I've ever seen, where for yeah. no reason would he like her. For, for no reason should she like him either. And they're just, mm. like, seriously, that ending, again, the, the scene where he's flying into the cannon is beautiful. Oh. And the music kind of, like, goes with still, and you've got that moment where it's like, this is this is a big thing. He's finally found something to fight for. And then somehow she's caught up from and this. doesn't well. make any <laughs> logical sense. And just tackles him out of the way. Oh, she shouldn't it's... have been able to get there. Yeah, no, he, she was way back. She yeah. flies around, comes back, crashes into him at full force, somehow not killing him, yeah, taking yeah. herself out. And that quote, that quote, actually, that's probably your favorite as well. Look, they all make me want to vomit. Oh, man. That planet not... is kind of beautiful, though. Like, I really like the aesthetic. Yeah. Like, the, the cool. red and, like, the mining planet and they're flying those things. Got to have the... The, the hooks dragging in the planet and like yeah, you know, kicking so cool. up the red dust. Oh, and it just that's... ends up like red everywhere. Like it's yeah. just this big 
that's what I mean. Like Johnson's got that visual yeah. flair down. Yep. It's such a good place. And again, it, that's a really good planet to do because it's similar enough to Hoth, but it's different enough to be fascinating to watch. Um, yep. And you've got all the you've got the ATAT like I don't know. I don't know if they're the same thing or if they're different models, but again, it's all just the same sort of a energy. Lot of similarities, yeah, yep. yeah. And a lot of good starts. Like I don't mind. And the granny said you don't like the the Luke Kylo duel. Or you just don't like that Luke projects himself. It feels like such a cop out, don't you reckon? I no, it does. I, I mean, I like the fight itself. I yeah, think the fight. especially fine. since they just have him die anyway right afterwards and disappear. Yeah. Like if you're going to do that, have him go there anyway and die in that fight and like yep. prove his thing. Like that, like Obi Wan Kenobi did. So they just force projecting yourself there and then oh, disappearing yeah, on you, Brock. Like it's just. The other thing that annoyed me in this movie is it felt like there was no there was no travel time anywhere. Like, oh, we've got to go to this casino planet where they're second later. Like, there's no there's no time pressure on anything anybody's doing. They've got plenty of time to fly to a casino planet, go do their thing, fly back. Like, they could have... If they're going to play loose, loosey-goosey with those rules, it's fine for Luke to make it to that planet in time for that fight. Like, it's not... Except, yeah. of course, the ship that's just running out of fuel for two hours of the film. Yeah, that's having that's pot right. shots taken at it. Yeah. That's that's yeah. definitely showing some time, and that's also so strange because her whole plan, right, is like I can't tell anyone that I'm trying to evacuate. We could have avoided everything had she just told people the plan. Why is she not telling anyone the plan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like Holdo, man, because no. I feel like I kept being like, where where was she earlier? Like, what scene have I missed, or where is this character from that I'm forgetting? Because they bring her in out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm replacing Leia. Oh, classic Leia, like my dear friend. Like then her and Leia have like inside jokes like, I've said it enough for you. Like, oh, God, do you remember the battle in 91? It's like, Uh, who are you? And then she gets the big dramatic death. As cool as it is, the the, um, light speed kamikaze thing is so cool. And just the visual and sound effect of how everything splits and then there's just that pause and then the big sound um, is such a cool visual. And... Like um, the palace fight after Snoke gets done dirty. Like that's such a cool scene. With, like like the, the, flames the red, red and... fighters on the red background. Like it looks yeah. so sick, yeah. And yeah. even like again, we get the igniting to kill someone when um, Kylo catches the blade yeah. and ignites it to the person behind yeah. him. Yeah. Um, it's so cool. Like them working together is so cool. Do you like mm. the connection scenes between them apart from the Ben Swallow scene? Ben Swallow's uh, the best. Ben Swallow scene. scene is the best scene, yeah. Yeah, of course. Like that's obvious though. Yeah, like he's did is this when thick became a cool word? Because I feel like it Apparently, oh, yeah. That's it's, the first time I heard it when yeah. they were talking about Ben Swallow was thick and it yep. became it entered the vernacular. I just love that comment though, like right before you see him like that, um she's like, Now's not a good t- like now's not the right time or like not in the mood for this. And he's like, Yeah, me neither. <laughs> He's just like standing there, all swole, just like just pumping some irons. What's what's going on? It's pretty great. It's weird. I I don't mind it for their kind of character dynamic, yeah. especially because they're, they're never in the same spot. Yeah, it just makes it raises a lot of questions of like, especially when you start to see, you know, he can grab stuff from her. Like, yeah, I do like that, Laura. I like how he gets the the rain on his hands and stuff like yeah. that. Or like, it's all really cool. I, I I just spend the whole time being like, how does this work? Like, is it? Because, you know, he's also like, you can't see me, but I can, or you can't see my surrounds, but we as the audience do. And so I've just yeah. got questions about what this, like, how this works. Is it literally just like a portal or is he just hallucinating? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's very confusing. And I don't feel like they do a lot with it, but it is a nice way to allow them to 
like develop a relationship a dialogue without uh, yeah. without them being in the same place. And it's pretty necessary in this, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I really like the fact that like when um Luke starts training Ray, she does like instantly turn to the dark. Kind of plays in with the whole Palpatine thing. Like he, she doesn't even resist it. Like as soon as she's like feeling the force, like it's just straight into that hole, and he's yeah. just like Jesus. He's like, no, this, is, this is not good. Yeah. Like, this is not done. good. But yeah. that is again, it's a nice mirror where Kylo's drawn to the light, she's drawn to the dark. It's yeah. Like there's so many good things in this film. There are so many good moments and good ideas, and just. Oh, it makes me angrier and angrier. The the one good thing, I guess, they save, they redeem Yoda, they bring back Puppet Yoda. Yeah, they they, <laughs> they make him the lovable rapscallion instead of the heavy the heavy handed philosopher. Page turners, the... they were not. Yeah, he's pretty. <laughs> he's pretty good. And just when he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like kicking right. his little legs. It's, oh, it's he didn't pull a lightsaber out once and start flipping around no. and doing all this, which was great. Um, yeah. I do like that he says, like, oh, there's nothing in there that Ray doesn't already have because she ha- she stole all the books. And, like, you see them yeah. on the ship later, like, when they open the drawer and she's got all the books there. So she's That's great. Yoda is just trolling Luke the whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. um, okay, so, obviously, Finn and Rose get captured on that ship. 200 stormtroopers around them and Phasma. The light speed explosion happens. Everyone's dead except them two. Like, Finn and Rose get up. <laughs> The room's gone now. Like, everyone's yeah. gone in that room. It's, like, so bad. Like, it's just, like, there's no explanation for it. And then Phasma comes out of another room. I don't, like, she walks into another room, like, into the room dramatically. And I'm, like, she was just there before the light speed explosion happened. <laughs> like, what's, oh, I don't know. There's some clunky editing stuff. In that fight scene with the um all the palace guards, there's this great moment where someone's, like, got a second. I can't remember exactly it, but there's, like, YouTube videos of it. Some guy's got a second blade free and he could just kill Kylo instantly, but his arm disappears and then now, like, as he moves past him, so they've literally just edited out his arm. <laughs> so, so it wouldn't it's... look obvious that he... Yeah, like, and there's a... I've seen on there, like, it shows you it in slow-mo and this arm just disappears. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, that's fine. Hell. It's like the same with Phasma. It's like, yeah, she was in another room, whatever. I don't care um, enough about this movie to, to worry about continuity. Like, like you touched on earlier, I really hate that... Um... Rose stops his suicide run, like the kamikaze thing at the end, because it's so good. Like, it's such a powerful scene of him flying directly into it, this, like, heroic thing. And, like, then she says, like, you know, the, what is it? Not fighting what we hate, saving what we love. Mm. Um, And then they somehow walk, like, two kilometers back to the base. <laughs> Get in like, there. Like, <laughs> he drags her back in front of all the adats, and they yeah. don't think to blow them up. It's just, it doesn't make any logical sense. It's just, nah. I do love, um, I do love Kylo Ren being so annoyed when the Millennium Falcon flies in and he's like, blow that piece of junk out of the sky. <laughs> he like has some daddy issues, man. It's mm. great. Uh, All right. Shall we move on to the final film? Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. When the First Order continues to ravage the galaxy, Rey finalizes her training as a Jedi. But danger suddenly rises from the ashes as the evil Emperor Palpatine mysteriously returns from the dead. While working with Finn and Poe Dameron to fulfill a new mission, Rey will not only face Kylo Ren once more, but she'll also finally discover the truth about her parents, as well as a deadly secret that could determine her future and the fate of the ultimate showdown that is to come. The dead speak. Yeah. What a sick crawl. It's cool. It is cool. Palpatine's back. His voiceover, like every line he delivers is 
Awesome. Griner, what's your opinion on this movie? I don't I don't particularly like it. It's um I like I, it's frustrating like it stems from them having to undo I feel like what was done in number 2. Like I feel like there's a lot of work 100%. trying to do that and it just feels messy and dirty. Uh I don't like the like they them producing all these um what are they star destroyers? Out of yeah. out of nowhere, like this, pla- like isn't it hundreds of them? Isn't and isn't it enough just for it to be like a planet harboring Sith that's well defended? Do they need to have? I don't know. Star Wars has always had this world-ending issue. Like, yeah. Do we do another Death Star? I don't know. There's got to be I mean, a better way it, to write it, though. I feel like we didn't even talk about that in uh, Force Awakens, where they just got Death Star 2.0, and it's like this time it destroys planets. Is like. It's I like, like Starkiller Base. It's, yeah, yeah, it's cool. But it's like they do that. There's everyone. that scene with the Death Star. And it's like a marble, and he's like, "This is Starkiller Base." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how, the Mega Death Star. Like, how big can these things get? But yeah, uh, I don't know. This, I don't know. I don't really like this movie. I must admit, really? I feel uh, I feel frustrated by a lot of things that we'll get to. So do I, but. Like I, I remember watching it and being like, "Oh man, that's better than Last Jedi." Like yeah, I'm so glad. And like I find a lot of the humor hits in this. I feel like this is one of the funniest Star Wars films. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good, a lot of there's humor a lot of good it. stuff. I feel like this is easily C three PO's best film. Like the comedy yeah. with C three PO is great in this. I feel like just every line he has just had me like cracking up. We didn't talk about him in the Force, Force Awakens, but he's pretty good there too. Like I you love probably don't recognize me because of my red arm. Like I think that's very Han funny. Solo. <laughs> Blocks the scene between them, just like, yeah. oh, it's great. Yeah, uh, there's a great scene in this where he says something on that, um, they're on that festival planet, and they all just look at him, and he kind of turns around and looks away as yeah. well. Looks, looks away, it's just really um, funny when they all and fall he, down the singing thing. He's just like, You didn't say my name, but I'm all right. After his memories reset, and he's talking about that little alien, he's like, He's my oldest and dearest friend. Bubble he's Frick. like, No, he's, <laughs> Frick. Yeah, he's known him for like three seconds. And he just gets that great emotional moment that was in the trailers. Yeah. Having one last look at my friends. Again, that's us. That's the audience. Exactly. We're looking at our friends. And yeah. um, I, I love the scene where, like, it's all doom and gloom, and they're there like, oh, God, we lost the blade and everything. And he's like, such a shame. It lives only in my memory now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's great. Um, Bubby Frick's awesome. Like, I yeah. I love Bubby Frick. He's a pretty good little character that appears out of nowhere. Like, yeah. there's a lot of those characters in Star Wars, and he's definitely probably one of the better ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I like I like the light speed skipping. I do think that's kind of a cool thing that they do. They how they keep jumping in and out of light speed and like almost crashing and yeah. flying because now that like the Empire have like light speed tracking or whatever. So they're yep. trying to lose them and all this stuff. I like that. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it's like, that's the thing. I, I I like the opening scene of this film. Like Kylo Ren's just wrecking fools. Like just that's, on that planet, just taking like them out, man. Butchering them. Yes. Like, yeah, slaughtering. And he's just like angry. And then he goes to that planet, hops out of his ship, just walks, just like, where's Palpatine? I'm going to kill Palpatine because like, mm. I'm the, like the Supreme leader. I yeah. love that aspect of it. I think it's cool. Um, but yeah, I, I my favorite thing, and this is horrible. I love how much they just kick Rose. <laughs> so, just, she's like, like, "Hey Rose, you sure you don't want to come?" She's like, "Ah, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so busy. I got this power converter to do." 
Okay, bye. She's the Jar Jar Binks of this trilogy. She, she appeared yeah. in one movie, nobody liked her, and they never brought her back. He's like, Finn's ghost find another another love interest. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. This one I have much better chemistry with and connection with. But um, I really enjoy watching this film. Like, the plot's a mess, right? Mm. Yeah. Like, it, I, even trying to think back, I'm like, I don't really remember what happens. They're just constantly chasing things. Yes. But it's, I don't know. It's just, a, I find it a lot of fun. Like you said, that opening scene with Kylo is really good. I like the constant dread of the Emperor. Um, I don't know. I enjoy them going to that desert planet again. They just, there's a lot of deserts in Star Wars. And they there find, is. they meet Billy D. Williams once more. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? They brought the dancing aliens back again for another movie. Did you enjoy that? No. Yeah. No, I didn't. That whole, <laughs> I didn't enjoy that much. I, um, that, that, I love, yeah. Go ahead. I, I love that visual of the Death Star in the water. Mm, like that's, that's such cool. a again, it's that callback to the the Star Destroyer in the first one. But like seeing the Death Star on this planet is awesome. It's such a cool visual. I like. Mm. I really love that in the ways. I don't know how it makes sense though, because it seemed like it got obliterated when it blew up. Like they very much like show it get blow up into like like nothing basically. This, it's like a big explosion. This is but... the third one that they started but didn't have enough money. Oh, to and, that's, and that's they just it dumped it in the ocean. Yeah. And they're like, oh, <laughs> push, push it off push the it side in. of the road. That's what they can do. The Knights of Ren finally show up and like do nothing. They have that one shot in the desert where it's like posing for like a photo shoot. Like they're all standing on the mountain. (laughs) The camera does the the three sixty spin around them. Um, I we I don't like the whole cliche thing, and we get it twice in this film of like a random person being like, "But what's your last name?" Like like Uh, especially the alien that just meets Ray. She's like, "Oh, your name's Ray." Wait, what's your family name? Like, why would this alien know that there's like this human? Yeah. Like, it's like, and she's like, oh, I don't have one. Like, it's just like, oh, I don't, I don't like it. It's very cliche and on the nose, but yeah. Um, what about how did you feel about the, the healing the serpent in the underground tunnels? <laughs> there's a lot of force healing in this movie. Yeah, and that, I, that scene just felt so weird and unnecessary to me. Like, it almost felt. Like them being down in there felt kind of uh, like um, Indiana Jones, like they're running yeah. through these caves, finding this this dagger that's a key. Yeah, but then the healing of the serpent, I, I don't know, it felt like Harry Potter. I don't know, it was weird. It just felt so out of yeah. place to me. It felt so out of place. Yeah, yeah, it it's is just it's... literally their way to show that like she can do that now, she, and she's like, yeah. I gave away a part of my life yep. to heal it. Like it's just. Because has force healing ever been a thing? I'd never really know, knew of it before this movie. I mean, I'm sure it's in some cartoons. It's in Knights of the Republic, but uh, oh, there we go. And I, it's kind of an interesting way of like her Jedi, her Jedi journey, right? This is like I don't. It reflects her sort of idea about it. So she heals people instead of destroying them. So know. why not just injure someone else? Why not just injure Finn? He's already not much of a character. Make him get injured, have her heal him. They got to show that because she did yeah. that, it moved out of the way and revealed the exit. Yeah. Because compassion yeah. is the key yeah. to survival. Is <laughs> the spark that ignites the flames or some shit. Yes. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, that's that scene is a bit weird. You're right. I like with the whole connection between Ray and Kylo, I do like when they're fighting and it brings in environments from where they are into that. Like, the red berries like falling onto the the ship where she's she is, and then mm. the Darth Vader falling like helmet falling. He's like, oh, that's where you are. I do. Yeah. I, I like that aspect of bringing that sort of stuff into it. Yeah. 
Yeah. You want to talk about messy parts? Every single conversation with um with Leia in this, watching it like <laughs> it, every it just, time I watch it, I'm like, what are they? It talking feels about? unnatural though. It yeah. feels so unnatural because it it's obviously like... they're using old footage and CGI. She moves so unnatural, like like the way she turns to the camera yeah. and stuff. I'm just like, yeah. oh, it's the they weirdest... should have just killed her when she flew out of the damn ship. Yeah, and again, I remember watching this in the movies, and everyone was just kind of like, this is weird. Why yeah, are they yeah. doing this? And they spend a lot more time with it than they, they need to. Like. They could have just been like layers off, I don't know, generaling. She doesn't need to have conversations and be like, they don't talk about anything. She's just no, like, I'm, no. I'm just tired. She's like, but why are you feeling this way? I'm like, sorry? Sorry, Leia? What the hell does that have to do with it? Yeah, it's they obviously used everything they had. <laughs> there wasn't much. It um out of it so much. Speaking of like lightsaber variations, though, the little glimpse we get of Evil Ray with that double lightsaber where it like swings around onto the onto the end of like a circle, that's cool. Evil that's Ray cool. is pretty damn cool. Give me more of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we really should have. Yeah, that frustrates me. One um, day, I really, I, I really like the the Kylo Ray fight in the water. Um, in this one, like where they're jumping between the waves and like. Mm. You have Finn running in, yelling at her all the time, but like yeah. Finn's just always like, what, what oh, is Finn? Fighting. What is Finn in these? Like the last two movies, he's just such a non. I know it's such oh, waste just... of potential. I mean, if he died in the last Jedi, he would, it would been make a, great a lot character. more sense. It's hard. You're right. Yeah, I don't. I don't really get it either. Again, like you said before, he is the character that had the strongest sort of starting, mm. and they just they just lost their way so bad they had no idea what to do with him. Yeah, which is and that's why he's kind of always in these. He's always the one involved in like the other commentaries because again, the whole idea of a stormtrooper breaking rank and figuring out good and evil is cool. It's like, oh, this is unconventional. Maybe he can be the one who like explores the military problems and the economy over in this gambling planet, <laughs> and he can be the one who's I don't even know what he does in this film, but he's just always kind of there, like, yes, picking up the ruins that Ray's too busy to help with. Yeah, there's not much, but, but him and Poe, great chemistry. Mm. Like their banter, I mean, po, their, their almost relationship is just lovely. Yeah, Poe is like the heart of the resistance. Like he's such a good character. I love him so much. Yeah, and that's why you're rooting for him against Holdo, who you have no idea who she is. Oh, in yeah. the second one, like it's like no, Poe is doing shit. And if you no, just told him the plan, he could have avoided all this drama. Exactly, there wouldn't have had to be any sort of mutiny. They would have just... never gone to Canto Blight. It's a terrible place. <laughs> Hive of scum and villainy. Um, Kylo man just destroys the Knights of Ren with like no issue. They obviously weren't good students, Luke Skywalker. No, they're a bunch no. of dummies. I do like that she passes him the lightsaber as well through their connection. It is cool. Like, and does it back, and yeah. then he and his little like, like to them before he starts fighting them is really cool. Um, that that to me annoy. The only annoying thing about it is like they both have blue lightsabers for the, all those scenes. Like, I need, I, more, I need more color variation. Give me I more know. stuff to look at. Like, it's we have blue and red. It bothers me so much. And then right at the end, and then it's like, oh, I really wanted like even. Um, I was just hoping Ray's like final one should have a different color, like her own lightsaber. You yep. know, and she gets it for that final scene. We get a yellow lightsaber, yep. and it's like the only time we'll ever see it. Yeah, they literally. <laughs> it's like they put it in just to be like, here's another five hundred dollar lightsaber toy to buy. Yeah, like, uh, I like yellow cool. too. Yellow is a cool lightsaber color. It is, but, yeah, and different. But bloody hell, would have been cool yeah. if it was double as well. Like us, yes, you know, both stuff should have been. Um, 
Griner, what's your opinion of the Emperor coming back? I don't know. I go back and forth. Like, who? I mean, I don't know who else they could have done in one movie that would make sense. Like, after do they the... have to do anyone though, because they're not yeah, a they, story of Kylo. And they Ray. need a big no. They need another big threat. I think, yeah. and I think Palpatine fits yeah. that role well as someone you can introduce in one movie. Everybody knows who he is. You know his whole speech about you know, um, you know, there's a path to, to abilities that might seem unnatural, and that ending up being cloning kind of makes a lot of sense. Like that's kind of cool. Mm. I like that idea. Um, so it works fine. I wish, I wish, like in general, the trilogy had a better second big bad guy. But this is yeah. what we've got for one film, and I think it works well enough in that way. I mean, you I had Snoke. You had Snoke. And Snoke's just a clone. I don't like that. Yeah. That Snoke's like in a chamber as like a – he's yep. just another clone of Palpatine. That's but just... it explains a lot, right? That's why he's got a weird crack in the head. <laughs> like he's just this clone that's so... gone wrong. I think, they, I think it fits in surprisingly well, though, that it, it works well with what Johnson did because Snoke gets subverted. He's just – well, he's just a nobody who somehow became the, the leader and he gets killed off. Yeah. And so it kind of fits that. Like, yeah, he was a clone. He never had to be somebody. And so for sure, like Snoke in the Abrams timeline probably could have been a lot better. Yep. But coming off the that trailer, it's like, I think they did a good job of – that's like a good retcon, I think, where they, they gave reason why it was subverted. It explains a lot. And I think having the Emperor like just ties it all nicely. Because remember, all the prequels are about the Emperor. Yeah, yeah. it's the rise of the Emperor. And so I really do think it's a nice way you've got – the original is about – the Emperor in power. The, Emperor. the prequels are the rise. This is the fall. Like it, it's a very nice way to cap it off. It should have been better to sort of have other more of him in the other films, like you say, to sort of hint at it a bit more instead of just out of nowhere dropping yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, I totally see why people got annoyed at it and why people think it's like a real cop out. Because Ray being, being Palpatine sort of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, although I love, I love the scene. We've passed it, but like I love her baiting. Kylo and like running and jumping over the ship and cutting it down and then trying to drag the ship back with Chewie on it and the lightning sparks out. I think that's mm. really cool. Like it's this moment like, oh, yeah. crap. Like, and she thinks she's what sort of power do I have? Chewie, like, yeah, that's yeah. I know. And I'm like, did they just kill Chewie? Yeah. And they leave you on it for like five minutes. Like, oh, Chewie's gone. Yeah. And then they finally show up. But um, he's rocks up. And then, and Hux is the traitor and then gets taken out like a chump as well. Yeah. Again, I kind of like I like all that though because Chump because his whole thing is he hates Kylo. Right? I, I like that, but yeah, he, yeah, it's I, better I than it. it's better than the, how, how they characterize him in the second movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it's an improvement, I suppose. But I remember being shocked when he's like, "I'm the I'm the spy." <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> and Poe's just like, "I knew it." And he's like, "No, you didn't." <laughs> That's good. That's funny. yeah. That's funny. good. I did. That's good. Yeah. Um. It is pretty cool, the visual thing of the Emperor being restored when he, like, takes their life force and all of a sudden mm. his cape changes colour again and now he's got, like, <laughs> unlimited. Uh, the lightning bolt into the sky where it has that really, like, blotchy, like, sound and he just awesome. brings all the ships down. He's pretty damn cool. It yeah. is pretty damn cool. But, yeah. So the final fight, I I thought they were going to do this and I wish they had done this, but, like, they, they're talking about how, like, I'm I'm all the Jedi and I'm all the Sith. And they have the voices of the other Jedi. Like, why couldn't they? Why couldn't the Force Ghosts fight? Right? Give us yeah. Sith Force Ghosts versus Jedi Force Ghosts. Bring back Mace Windu. Bring back Kit Fisto. Bring all back of all them. these characters. You and McGregor. Yeah, seriously. Like, Disney's got I'll, the dollars. I'm sure they could no, have pulled it off. They literally no, just no. They literally just had Luke Skywalker as a Force Ghost 
catch a lightsaber. They are a physical presence. Yeah. Like he catches the lightsaber and stops yeah. Ray from throwing it away. Oh, it would have been, yeah. Have it be I this big clash of the Jedi and the Sith. Finally taking out Emperor Palpatine and have Darth Vader in there too. Not Hayden that- Christensen, Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, ah, you bitch! Resurrect Sebastian, sure. <laughs> I um, I really like. It would have cost a lot of money. Although you're right, Disney does have the money. I don't, but I, I don't, I don't think that's an argument at all. You have Endgame. You have Endgame. This is, Endgame, and this is Star Wars, Wars and no, 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 no. Disney. We were just talking about how this film earns so much less. Disney has seen the writing on the wall. Disney's not dumb. I they know, know that but... this film was underperforming. They know Last Jedi. Was a was a critical darling, but wasn't a commercial success or love. They were conservative with this film, which is why they went so far back and were like, let's just undo everything we've seen. Fan service and this I is truly, like a safe film. I feel like I truly don't think they would have risked and been like, we have to drop another hundred million to get all these people. And they were like, no, they. I don't think they would have wanted to risk that. I don't right. think it cost you a hundred million to bring Hayden Christensen and Samuel Jackson on. No, I don't that. know. No, I Samuel think Jackson probably has a pretty big fee. He, I he does a lot of stuff, though. He does he a lot did, of oh, stuff. That's true too, I suppose. But I feel like they could. People, a lot of them would know. It's like Disney's got a lot of money. We can we can charge out. You know, five minutes of my time is a lot. I wonder They're if that was, I wonder if that was ever the plan. Then I don't know. I wish that. I, that's what I wish had happened. Like I feel like that'd be a it's more a, interesting. Uh, um, you don't need all the energy. Jedi. You have Ewan McGregor. You have Darth Vader or someone like, or Anakin or whatever. You have Yoda. You have Luke. Yeah, like doesn't no, you know, do as well? Just because it's I a get, subtitles. To finally get revenge on Emperor Palpatine for cutting his arm off and killing him. <laughs> and then, and then we see Jar Jar appear on the side of the Sith, and it's finally like, oh, it's confirmed all along. Yeah, he's like, oh, me saying trouble. <laughs> that was the best like theory. Uh, Theory? The theory. Not even a theory, man. He's responsible for the death <laughs> of the Jedi true, and the true. rise of the Emperor. It's true. Damn, yeah. Jar Jar. That would have um, been a stick ending. You're right. To see sort of the two sides go at it in a nice, a nice finale for the whole thing. What? What's your opinion of like Ben um, bringing her back to life using the Force heal and then dying after their kiss? Yeah, it's not the worst. Like last yeah. kiss. That we say, like obviously he brings her back from the dead, so it's going to kill him because they established that earlier. And they're, they're probably yeah. related in some way too. Yeah, so it's probably better they didn't <laughs> do anything. Some weird way. I don't know. I, the film kind of falls apart in the end. It does um, a bit. It's definitely not my favorite part. I enjoy the journey. I don't. Every time I watch this, I get to the end. I'm like, I, I kind of drop off. Yeah. No. The end. I'm just waiting for Bubby Frick to show up and be like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he's great. all I'm waiting for." He's good. I love that they just blow up that planet that he's on low, and they don't establish that they fled beforehand. Like stuck, <laughs> uh, like that ship destroys yeah. that planet, and they're like, "Oh my god, they took out that planet we just left with all my friends on it." Uh, but they, then they show up in the final battle. They're like, yeah. "We got off in time." Yeah, Bobby, Fr- Bobby Frick's aware. Yeah, he is. He's the most powerful Jedi of all time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a weird scene at the end with Lando. And he's is he it like is flirting? Weird. He's like, let's is find he, out. Oh, like, why why so did they cut strange. back to him? I don't understand it. It stays on him for too long, too. It it's does. just like, well, let's find out, huh? And it's just like, wait, because at the start, I'm like, wait, is it his? Is that his daughter? Like, he's like, because he's a player. And then it's like, wait, no, okay, is are they flirting? Like, oh, oh man, Star Wars and incest. It's just, <laughs> it just goes way too much. Is it is it just because he's the only character from the original movies that's still alive in canon? Like. I don't I think know. 
Jesus, oh, a strange character to come back to. There's Chewie, I suppose, I mean, too. I mean, I'd watch like a show about Lando, just like this smooth soul daddy, just cruising yeah. around in like his purple velvet spaceship, just making love to all the space women. <laughs> there was there was yeah. talk of Gambino getting his own movie, I think, at some point, but it never happened. After the performance no. of Solo, I don't think that's going to happen. No, which is a shame. It definitely definitely won't happen now. He is good, but it won't happen now. Um, did you guys like uh, Harrison Ford coming back? One more scene. I was so surprised that been... he came back again. I know. <laughs> I'm like, they must have chucked a lot of money to him after Carrie <laughs> Fisher died or something. Like, because yeah. obviously, I feel like this might have been with her, with her fading up, like yeah. her talking to him one last time, because we never get a scene of her and Kylie no. talking in the whole trilogy, which is yep. weird. Um, but man, I'm always happy for more Harrison Ford. And I, I love that scene. It's really touching. They the reenact the things. same dialogue of like, you know, I I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. And, it's it's great, yeah. Yeah, no, it's such That's a good stuff. scene. It's Harrison Ford is surprisingly a great actor. Who'd have thought? Yeah, yeah. What about the sinking sand? On uh, what do you guys think about that scene? Well, I mean, that leads into the caves and the healing of the snake. Yeah. I I dislike that whole section, honestly. I just I just remember them like it's such a weird. Part. It's just it, this patch it, of black. It sand feels like Indiana the... Jones. Yeah, you're right. It does. I forgot does. how they got there. Now I'm thinking, oh yeah, that's bad. That's bad. The only good yeah. thing to come out of that is like C-3PO not wanting to translate the Sith text, even though he can. <laughs> like it's yeah. good. And that leads to Bubby Frick. All good things. Yeah. But and right yeah. before Bubby Frick resets his memory, he's like, oh, wait, there's another way. So, okay. Rank the trilogy. Well, yeah. so I just want to ask. Easy, isn't it? Bef- bef- uh, let's do that. And then I just have a question. Yeah. I think no, you ask your question first. Why do you guys think Last Jedi is critically revered but com- like audiencely hated, and, vi- and not vice versa? I mean, Rise of Skywalker is kind of most people find it flat, but, but not just, to the degree that critics hated on it. Mm. No, yeah. So, like, why do you guys think there is such a disparity with Last Jedi? Because it's just it's one of the most fascinating things that it mm. is. Like, and you see, you've seen it come up a few times now. I mean, The Witcher comes to mind. Like, audience love that show, but critics hated that show. And there's a few yeah. other things that it's sort of come up. Like, it, it's really divided. Like, and there's like this. So I was looking at this heaps of articles. There is so much like debate around it. Why do you guys think? Is it political? I don't know. Like, it seems like it's very much to do with politics, and especially America politics at the time. Especially, I feel like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what do you mean? How is this politically motivated? I don't understand. I don't know. Like, I feel like... Do you think it's more work like than the other movies? Is that what you're trying to say? It's more progressive, um, yeah. I feel like. And, I like, I, I don't know, the whole stuff with Canto Blight, like, it seems like that's the thing that people hate. Like, fans hate, but none of the critics hated. And, like, probably praised how deep its bloody political messaging was about war's bad and all this sort of stuff. I don't know. Like... I don't know the reason, but I feel like that one was the most, I don't know if it's because of the reaction to Last Jedi where so many people, you know, were on the wrong side of politics where they were hating on actresses and all this sort of stuff. And it was a very clear divide of mm. like people loving it and people hating it and people being racist and all this. And there was an era of Trump in that time. It was like, I don't, I don't know, but it seemed very like, yeah, I don't know. But there is a big difference between. I think fan perception and all that because, and even the critics perception was like fans need to stop being babies. Like Star Wars is now for everybody or like, I don't know. It was, it was a weird thing. But. Yeah. There was a bit of that narrative. Uh, yeah. I think you're right. right. But um, 
the other thing I think that like fans love fan service is as bad as it is, like fan service is something fans like, and I think critics don't. And I think yeah. like uh, Force Awakens, like fan service to the max. But yeah. then, like critics liked that. It's I know they did. They did. You're right. But I feel like um, the Last Jedi is just like let's throw all that out the out the door. This is the Star Wars movie for everyone. I'm going to give you these great visuals. I'm going to give you all these you know fantastic scenes and a, like a well paced story. Even if it is a little messy, if you're looking at it with the rest of the trilogy, I guess. Like, do you do you do you review a movie as a critic? As am I looking at this piece of media standalone? Because I think it's a stronger movie that way. But if you look at it as part of the trilogy or as part of the greatest Star Wars universe, it's a lot weaker. Yeah, I was reading something that said a similar thing. That like the way that film criticism is meant to happen is like you're sort of they it's meant to be rated on how well the director or whatever achieved their vision, right? Mm. And so if what they're trying to do in the film works according to the critics' ideas, it gets, you know, it's a great film. Yeah. Mm. And similar, yeah, and that sort of idea, like how it functions as a movie and what it works in that way. And so I see that being a pretty good answer. I also see, um, like, yeah, all of the reviews, none, all the praise and the reviews and stuff are like, it's a great film, it's great visual fun. There's no sort of care about the what Star Wars is as an entity or what the universe is. It's just like, I enjoyed this film for its spectacle and for its emotional moments and stuff. And I think my biggest issue with it is like, I think audiences issues with it is that it doesn't do what Star Wars should be. Mm. Like it misses all those big points. It tries, like I said, it tries to subvert everything. Yeah. And so that's kind of where the audience is like, well, it's not a Star Wars film, but yeah, critics all seem to be like, but it's a great film or something. It's not, man. I don't like you Which, can yeah, never I, convince me that Canto Blight is like a is good. Well, that's where I fall down on it as well because I'm like there are so many bad choices. There's plots that don't work, there's there's poor writing, there's there's like thematic ideas that have no relevance to the story, there's character betrayal that like Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's a well written movie in a lot of ways. It's I don't know. So is it the weakest of the trilogy? Yes. Yes, in my opinion too. Yeah. All it has going yeah. for it is Ben Swallow. <laughs> no, it's got some great visuals. Like it's it does. Really, it does. It does. Like Ben Swallow. <laughs> I don't drive is it a handsome man. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's a bit weird looking at first, but the more you look at him, like hey, he's <laughs> like it's kind I of mean, jarring in Force Awakens when he first takes his helmet off. And I remember being like, Oh, wow, he's oh, like an yeah. emo teenager. Like <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting. It's a different take, you know? But yeah, yeah it's yeah. yeah. I think it depends on what you want in Star Wars. If you want Star Wars, then this is the worst film, which it is for. I totally agree. I do not like Last Jedi, but if you want something different for the future, that's why so many people love this movie, right? And like, I know maybe not so many people, but I know a few people who are like, oh, they don't care for the trilogy, but they really rate Last Jedi. And I think because they're looking for that, like, oh, but it's different. It's just something new. I think didn't talk about the Porgs. Pretty dope. (laughs) I do like a scene of Chewbacca going to eat one. Yeah. That's yeah. Just and he's going bad about it. My son, he's, he's already killed him. He's already, already dead. Yeah. Yeah. Just eat him, Chewie. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's uh, I, like I, I think his idea and his vision works better outside of the core trilogy, right? Like, give him a project yeah. like The Mandalorian. It doesn't have to be a TV show, but outside of this, tell a story 
about you know sure the, the socio-economic effects of constant war and yeah. you know all this sort of stuff like you can explore that in those places i don't think it belongs in the you know the skywalker trilogy or skywalker series no. of movies yeah, yeah maybe we'll get a trilogy on rose you know <laughs> i mean flesh around to a good character i'm happy for that yeah oh it's... yeah just don't keep her the way she is because she's not a good character yeah um so obviously force awakens yeah rise of skywalker Last Jedi. Last yep. Jedi. How do you yep. rank all of the films? We got to do that. We can't. Yeah, we, we do. I guess we do. Uh, yeah, I think that was the goal at the end. This is the final one. Luckily, someone on Facebook recently posted this topic, and I posted my list on there. So I'm just going to find that. While you guys, uh, just give me two minutes. I, I can, Obviously, I think I can give my top ones pretty I, easy. I always uh, muddle up the uh, subtitles in the movies, though. But for me, number one, Empire Strikes Back. Uh yeah, I'm gonna I need I need a list of these movies. Yeah. Gotta go Empire Strikes Back is irrefutable. Yeah. Uh, I, so, I would prop oh yeah. I was drumming to do my whole list. So for me it would go Empire Strikes Back, uh A New Hope, Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi. Jesus. Oh, so you put a new hope over Force Awakens? I think so, for me personally. I, yeah. Like, I probably would prefer to watch um, Force Awakens again. Like, it's so just, I don't know, these new trilogy, visually, yeah. the best Star Wars we've ever Perfect. had. And probably will ever yeah. have. And then probably uh, Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi, and then the other two. Oh, no, Attack of, oh, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith's not bad. <laughs> it probably comes before the other two of the new trilogy. So, Revenge of the Sith, sorry. Uh, Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi. And then Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> That's last. Conan, do you have yours yet? Or I'll say mine. Yeah, mine's got to be a stream of consciousness. So, I've got Force Awakens as number one. <laughs> number one? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's my favorite Star Wars film. I think like, it's Okay, enough. like legitimately... This is the film I've watched the most in cinemas of all time. I went and saw this at the cinemas nine times. And I wasn't working that month. And just like, I was like, I'm pretty sure I was unemployed. <laughs> and I was just yeah, like, man, it's on every day. Like, it seemed like because it was school holidays over Christmas. It was on every day. I was just like, man, I'm going to go watch it again. And like, loved it every time, eh? Like, so much. I, um, so, Force Awakens, Empire Strikes Back. A New Hope, Revenge of the Sith. It's number four. And Jeez. then Return of the Jedi. Then Rise of Skywalker. Then Last Jedi. Then Phantom Menace, finishing with Attack of the Clones. What's Sorry, Conan. Attack we disagree with the list we did last fortnight. Attack yeah, of the Clones is the worst. Yeah. It's not. Oh, it's not. They're so close. <laughs> it's so hard to pick between the two. They're both bad. They're Detective Obi Wan is awesome. It is. It is. Everything else is bad. Yeah. So, right, so yeah, like Empire's got to be the best. Number. I feel on, like man. number two. No, I feel like number two has to be a New Hope because <sighs> because of its legacy. Like it's the first one, and because of just what it is like. As purely as a film, it's a different list if you're arguing that because then it adjusts everything. I just think Force Awakens has to be higher because it's the the OG and like it's on par with and you hope, yeah, and you yeah. hope. Yeah. So I'd be like that second. Force Awakens is third. Um, 
Return of Jedi has got to be fourth. As much as I hate the Ewoks, I love Jabba. And I'd probably put um, I'd put Rise so, of Skywalker next, actually. Because I think I enjoy watching that more than I do enjoy watching Revenge. Mm. And then it would yeah. go... And then... Uh, are we basing this just on like what you enjoy watching more or what you think is better? It's a better Star Wars film. So they'd probably go Revenge, Last Jedi, Fan, uh, Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace. Our, our lists are very similar, but yeah. Yeah. Especially in the bottom half. Because <laughs> we're smart, guys. We're all smart. That's why. But yeah, I have Revenge of the Sith over Return of the Jedi. The CGI extra just pissed me off. Like, <laughs> I know I'll Fair probably enough. look at it through a different lens one day, but watching it, it annoyed me to the point that I was like, I'm not enjoying this because it's like bothering me. But I think and what you're Revenge forgetting, Sith, I think, has some cool stuff in it. Is that Carrie Fisher's in a gold bikini in that? It's true. For a lot yeah, of that that's, movie. That's better than everything in Revenge of the Sith. I don't know. You got Luke killing Anakin, killing younglings. <laughs> you got that lightsaber fight on um, whatever it is. That's what I mean. The whole, the whole emotion, the whole final payoff is really good in Revenge. Yeah, I can't yeah. deny that. So yeah, all right. Have we done it? We've done it. We've we've, done co- it. we've covered Star Wars what a trilogy of trilogies. Yeah. Well done. Right. Tell us what your uh, favourite films were. Let us know on socials at Good Bad Worst. Now, Luke. Yes. We're back to our regularly scheduled programming. What trilogy yes. are we doing next week? So I feel like, like um, kind of said before we started recording this, I feel like we've had way too much Disney recently, so I'm trying to move away from that. <laughs> I'm not doing Marvel. Oh, I was okay. going to Avengers. Not doing Marvel. Something non-Disney. So we'll be doing the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. <laughs> The famous Disney ride. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. I haven't watched these films since I was like, I haven't watched these films since they came out, basically. Um, I I really liked them when I was a kid and I loved Jack Sparrow, but um, I'm interested to see how they hold up after 20 years. Now, how many movies is there? I feel like there's more than three, isn't there? There's There's more than three where only the. The but the original three is definitely a trilogy and it ends so up to at world's end is the final one yeah we're watching yeah. just the first three Curse we're of not Black going Pearl, further than that. at world's end okay yeah yes all right I haven't seen these movies in such a long time I can't yeah. say I'm the biggest fan but David Jones know. man there is something there is something to Jack Sparrow he's a fun character there definitely. is these films are fun like that can't be denied yeah. Right on. Oh, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, join us next time for the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. Uh, this podcast has been brought to you by The Taste of Iron by C.V. Clark, our very own C.V. Clark. Uh, you can find it on Amazon. Grab it. It's a very good book. Uh, if you like this podcast, you might enjoy our gaming podcast, Bonus XP. Uh, you'll find that on YouTube and anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, check yeah. us out on socials. Review us on iTunes. Tell your mum about us. And we'll catch you next time. May the force be with you. Word. <laughs>